We are back. It is another episode of Movie Mastery. I am John. Over there is Jeff. We are reviewing movies that you want us to review. And this week, the winner of In Theaters Now was Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Oh, that's good, because I was missing him. Man, it's so good that he's back after, like, 15 years or something when it's, the first one came out. It's hilarious how long it is. Yeah, it's it's. I think the first movie was 2003. I don't know, because I they mentioned the second one of 2005. Yeah, they did. They said... Oh, the Triple X of 2005 in what is definitely a huge spoiler for Triple X heads out there. <laughs> uh, we, we probably should leave, you know, those Triple X men, we don't want to mess with them. <laughs> them Triple X men, you know, like Professor Sex and the Jugs are not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> so we have gone and watched the new Triple X movie. And man, let me tell you something, trying to look up even just movie times for this and typing in triple X into your phone. Not the best idea. Let me tell you. Well, you mean you tried just Googling triple X movie and, and yeah, triple X movie. And I, I didn't get a single hit on this one. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to get into that porn making business myself, but I've always been of the opinion that triple X is just too much. It's just nasty. I want to make double X movies. Oh, that double X porn. Yeah. Just two X's. Not a single X. That's very soft. Yeah, Single X is like, you know, when they take the hard stuff and then they cut out all the actual penetration and what have you, that's single X that's left behind. Yeah. But double X is like, you can see a tasteful amount of full vaginal penetration. <laughs> tasteful boning. Yeah, the right, correct amount. <laughs> uh, so we will give you our spoiler-free review right now before we get into the actual spoilers. But uh, let me just go ahead and say right off the bat, Jeff, during this movie... How often were you just laughing at this when it did not want you to be? Uh, I would say 90% of the time. There was even a point where there was a definite laugh line that completely fell flat in the audience. And after a respectable amount of waiting through the total flat quietness of the of the room, then I burst out laughing <laughs> at how bad the line had, had worked. Oh, yeah. It just, the, I'll go ahead and say this. The writing for this movie was atrocious it was internet fanfic level writing and yeah. that is also the plot is internet fanfic level plot i'm sure this this movie has like three actual writers but it really feels like it was just wrote but written by vin diesel in his spare time oh yeah this was written by vin diesel in a little notebook that has like hearts all around it and he's written out like mr and mrs xander cage on the side in my fantasy it's one of those diaries that they sell to girls like between 12 and 16 that are like battery operated and have a voice activation feature and <laughs> <laughs> you know you see the, the commercials for those from time to time the little brother tries to get into the diary and it's like you can't you're not cool enough <laughs> please leave you're not allowed yeah <laughs> press a button for inspiration write something about a boy you like <laughs> i think it's one of those yeah and that was the inspiration for this movie was he hit that button and it said write a write a movie about a boy you like and he was like the boy i like is me Except not me, Xander Cage. Or, I guess, whatever my character's name is in Fast and the Furious. Or, I guess, Riddick. <laughs> or, I guess, you know, anything I do. Groot, I guess. I, I, I guess Groot. <laughs> something. Uh, so, this... Man, this movie is just, like, shit that didn't happen as a movie. Yeah. It is... Pretty much this movie can be summed up as, and then they all stood up and clapped. Yeah. 
the president called <laughs> called Vin Diesel and said, "Oh, Vin Diesel, you are so muscly. I need you to bone your way through a field of women. <laughs> then you will truly save our country as a rad badass." <laughs> If any authority figures come near you, it's okay to put tax on their chairs. I said so. I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the action scenes in this, when it's any of the cool guys, is fine. Yeah, because this movie's got a, a real ringer set of cast members. Oh, yeah. The, whoever did the casting for this saw that script and was like, oh, good Lord. Okay, well... <laughs> They were like, all right, how do I do my casting? Well, let's start. Let's, tra- let's treat this in a zen fashion. First of all, casting is like a river. And right in the middle of the river is a big, stupid beaver dam of an idiot, uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> but how do I make it so that the water flows around him? I know. I'll get Donnie Yen and Tony Jaa and Ruby Rose. Yeah. This amazing cast of people that are like, I'm an actual badass and I'm going to do badass things. <laughs> and then anytime that Vin Diesel wants to do something, he's either slab-chunking a dude into something. Just greasy fist man. (laughs) Or it's the back of his stunt double's head while he does something. I feel bad for the poor uh, makeup people who had to give him the triple X tattoo on the back of his, like, big fat head now it's whenever he, he looks up even slightly the back of his head turns into like a, a row like a, a package of hot dogs <laughs> uh. with, with that stupid triple x tattoo they had to probably reapply that thing like three times a scene oh man so uh so yeah i would say without spoilers you if you did see this in theaters you'll probably get a chuckle out of it i got a lot of chuckles <laughs> like see it at, at a matinee with some friends and you know, sit in the back row so that you can like jab each other when things happen. Yeah, but during the uh, the long expositiony scenes, I there was a kid in our audience. Uh, someone brought like a five year old boy, and during the performance, he started like talking to the screen and yelling at his mom and stuff. And during the exposition scenes, I found him way more fascinating. And instead of being angry that there was a kid in there, I was just following along in the structure of the kid's life. <laughs> like, every time there was a new kid noise, I'd be like, oh, let's see what's going on with Tyler. All right. So, oh, you're out, of, you're out of Sprite and you want some more? Okay, let's, let's see how that plays out. Oh, my God. That, that mom who brought in, like, a five-year-old and, like, an eight-year-old to that movie. I'm like, what are you? What? What is happening right now? <laughs> Why would they want to see this? They don't. Then <laughs> she wants to see it, and she's like, oh, come along with me, children. <laughs> that theater was surprisingly full, by the way. Yeah, surprisingly full in that it had, you know... Like a, one group per row. Yeah, there was like Trump inauguration levels of people at that movie theater. <laughs> you know, it's going to be great tomorrow during the Women's March on Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> 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 just just entire packed theaters that are all watching like anything else vin diesel out of my pussy <laughs> says every woman in the world apparently <laughs> says everyone who acted in triple x the return of xander cage okay so i think non-spoiler i'll go ahead and say you can go see it at a matinee that's fine you can also just rent it and enjoy it there. It's not the worst thing I've seen. No, it's it's not terrible. It's definitely stupid as hell, so don't feel like you have to skip the rest of this episode. There's a lot of dumb chunkery to go through. Yeah. So so, so stick around. All right, so we will be right back with more about Triple X and the returning Sander Cage. 
X gon' give it to ya. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X gon' deliver to ya. Knock knock, open up the door, it's real. If the knock stop, pop out and stainless steel. Don't go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Damn right, can I do it again? Cause yeah. I am like so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I'm Well, we are back. And it is time for all of the spoilers, all of the many amazing things that happen in this movie <laughs> that I cannot wait to begin talking about. I don't even want to talk about this movie. I want to piece together in minute detail <laughs> the the because uh, you haven't seen either of the other two movies. Have no, you? good lord, yeah, because no. I haven't seen either Triple X or Triple X State of the Union either. But based on the few things they said about Triple X during the course of this movie, I want to try and piece together what happened. Yeah, you get. These little snippets of what happened in the original Triple X when they're talking about him. And it's not much, but every time you get something, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I'd say most notably is is poor Tony Collette, who's in this movie as the good guy turns into the bad guy, has to at one point uh, say... just to list Triple X's bona fides, and one of them is that he has successfully defeated the villain of the first movie, a person named Anarchy 99. Now, I don't even know if it's a person that is Anarchy 99. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a robot with a heart of chaos. I'm pretty sure it is the DC villain who has been transported to Marvel's 2099, and it's <laughs> Anarchy 99. Anarchy 99. Nothing but shoulder pads and speedos and fangs. <laughs> Just so many spikes on those shoulder pads. Man, that 2099 was the ugliest shit they ever did. Oh, I can't believe that. They had one new thing, and then everything else was, hey, you know these heroes we have? What if they were spiky, though? Yeah, what if they were gross and stupid looking? <laughs> you know, like, Dr. Doom, what if Doom had spikes? He was the same guy, too. Dr. Doom was the only one who was like, I just survived until this time period. <laughs> and here I am, Dr. Doom again. But the Punisher 2099? Oh my gosh, he just looks like a walking spiky sex toy. I also love Hulk 2099, which was just... A monster. Which basically looked like Venom Hulk. Yeah, he's just a big gross monster. He's got like sharp teeth and the big tongue of Venom, but then he's also the Hulk. And then Spider-Man 2099, which went out of its way to fix the big problem that Spider-Man is interesting and funny. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy. We finally <laughs> took that away. That, that was... That was a close call for a while there, but we fixed it by God. Finally, we fixed that and gave him what he was really missing poisonous talons <laughs> but we you know, turned him into a platypus is what we did yeah we gave him bone spurs <laughs> <laughs> but then x-men 2099 really good well yeah because it's just hey we came up with some new x-men yeah, some more x-men even though almost all of them can just be uh yeah here's over. our 2099 colossus yeah he's just instead of steel he turns to adamantium isn't that more badass get dunked on colossus <laughs> Okay. Anyway, Xander Cage. Xander Cage, however. <laughs> is not made of steel or, or adamantium. He's made out of greasy, taut skin. He is he is basically a giant bacon-wrapped slab of ham that someone has cooked a little too long. And, <laughs> and boy, like, howdy, he is our hero. Yeah. He is going to do some flip kicks. He, he is going to ride a BMX bike. Well, we should start with his introduction. <laughs> where, where he... He's in Brazil and he, or some country. I think they spoke Spanish, so maybe it was Venezuela. But but he's climbing a, a giant tower uh, on to which he is clearly already. Oh, he's climbed. in the Dominican Republic. They oh, actually there you say. Go. I okay, remember he's now. in the Dominican Republic. Sure, he climbs some big like radio tower, but it's clear he has climbed it before because he has already attached skis to it. Yeah, he he climbs up and he's got this little thing that says like DefCon One and it's counting down, and he steals 
something off of this tower. Oh, it's a box of technology. It's it's a box of technology for nerds. He steals a box labeled MacGuffin. Yeah. And then there's like guards telling him to get down. But on one side of it are skis that he just straps on and jumps off. These are the emergency escape skis that are found at the top of every tower in the Dominican Republic. Obviously. <laughs> in case of emergency, ski to safety. <laughs> From this tower. And then he just jumps off the tower and he falls 200 feet. And I'm like, oh, okay, so he'll land on like a sharp incline or something to slow his fall and, and make sense of this. No, he just lands on the ground and then starts skiing. Oh, my God. So not only is that scene hilarious just because... There is the almost certain fact that he had to climb up here, put some skis there, leave, and come back later in order to do this. But as well, that was when I knew this was going to be a cartoon, because when he jumps off and lands, I'm like, oh, your entire body is shattered. Oh, You're yeah. dead. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much meat you wrapped around your, arm, your <laughs> like, legs and arms. They're broken now. You are just, you're just a pile of goo now. But <laughs> nope, he, like, hits from... Several hundred feet up, just slams into rock, and he's like, "I'm good. I'm Here good. we go." Now to now to ski through the jungle. Now to ski through dirt. So he skis through some dirty jungle for a while and does a bunch of sick, dope ass flips and stuff. Yeah, and grinds some trees as rails. Yeah, he grinds a house. <laughs> then, he, then he lands in a little village where everyone knows him, and they give him his skateboard in exchange for the skis. And then he skateboards down a hill. Yeah, and just just, just jumps skateboarding. Off cars and, Every time he does anything on the skateboard, it's just because it looks rad, but he keeps slowing down to do these things. Like, at one point, he jumps in, and grinds on the on the side of a bus going the other way. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of a neat-looking trick for whatever stuntman did that. But it won't make you faster to get on a bus going the wrong way briefly. Yeah, you're going to land and then be like, oh, shit, I'm real slow now. <laughs> I'm going slow. Why did I do that? <laughs> but anyway, he just he apparently he knows everyone in the Dominican Republic. Uh, because every person he passes, he's like, hey, buddy. And they're like, hey, it's a Xander Cage. Oh, my God. It was it was the first clue that this was going to be a Steven Seagal-esque wank fest where everyone he passes by is like, oh, my God, Xander Cage. You're the man, Xander. Keep doing it. Yeah. Can I can I go ahead and float my theory now that I've, I've had for a couple of years, but this really brought it to the fore for me? Yeah. Steven Seagal, well, he's still making movies. He's still doing Steven Seagal. But Vin Diesel is the new Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. He's, he's here to take Steven Seagal's place when eventually puffiness takes Seagal. <laughs> when when he eventually floats off into the ether. Yeah, when he succumbs to being old and puffy and far too spiritual and he just floats away. Yeah. Do, doing crappy little, like, fro- forearm-only karate moves as he disappears into the distance. Oh, yeah. No, in the same way that I've always said that The Rock is this generation's Schwarzenegger, I, I am 100% on board with the Vin Diesel is... The new uh, Steven Seagal. And, and what defines a Steven Seagal? Well, there's there's a couple of key points. Uh, there has never really been a movie where Vin Diesel is the bad guy. The new Fast and Furious 8 movie that's coming out posits him as the bad guy, but you know he'll be good by the end of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he only chooses projects where he is the good guy and where he has a rad team of super rad sports dudes and and uh, and cool buddies who who look rad make him look rad just by being near them and sexy babes oh yeah well the the big thing with him is not only does he have to be a good guy but he has to be a good guy with an edge it's yeah. always there yeah it's yeah. always i'm a good guy but i'm kind of bad and you're like no you're not yeah but the way he's kind of bad is mostly just that he says he is oh yes yeah. he like because he doesn't drink no the whole thing with him is he's sort of 
I want to say like he's the Robin of- Hood level bad. Yeah, no, he's like uh, the Ozzy Osbourne of acting. And that you can't tell what he's saying? Well, no, you can tell what he's saying, but he's always like, I'm the Prince of Darkness. Incidentally, all my songs are about the power of love. Oh, yeah. No, it's the same thing with, like, Kiss. And they're like, oh, man, everyone thinks Kiss is evil. And then you listen to it, and you're like, oh, you're just pop music. Yeah, no, Kiss is, like, a a second away from singing the uh, Sugar Sugar song. (laughs) Yeah, you are basically just, like, platforms on top of the Archies. Yeah. But that's what Ozzy is. Ozzy's, every one of his songs, I, I guess after he got off drugs, is, is him just going like, love's important. Also, you should get a lot of hugs. <laughs> oh my God, I want that Ozzy song so bad. If Ozzy had a song he's like, baby, hug me, I'd be like, yes, yes. Just listen to any Ozzy song. It's right in there. But, but that's what he is. He's like, uh, no one trusts me because I work against the system. I hate the man. Incidentally, don't drink alcohol. Stay in school. We, yeah. we, we learned that pretty early as he tells a little boy in the, in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the worst Spanish ever. Again, because that's the sort of thing Steven Seagal would do. Yeah. He'd be like, I'll learn one line of Spanish and say something inspirational to a child. And he's like, hey, just the world is big, but it fits in your heart. Believe in yourself. El mundo es grande, but it fits in your El Corazono. Anyway, bye. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> go, fetch me a Coca-Cola. <laughs> and then a, a sex babe comes up. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait, why did he steal the box? Oh, so he stole the box, and the DEFCON 1 countdown, he finally gets this box hooked up, and it, right as it reaches zero, and wouldn't you know it, it is too... <laughs> Get cable to the town yeah. so they can watch a soccer game. So he steals cable from the satellite that provides cable to everybody and plugs it into a box that provides it to a small town instead so that no one there has to pay for cable. Yeah, so um, he basically just stops everyone who is paying for cable from watching this game so that, like, a bar and a couple shanty houses can watch it. Yeah, well, it's justice, I guess, so they can watch Brazil play soccer. And then, then after that, after we see his noble crime, his Robin Hoodiness. And, and him telling a little boy that La Mundo es grande. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> Soy Groot. <laughs> which I say, knowing full well that he spoke that line in about 50 languages for the uh, for the movie. Yeah. Which is some real dedication to Grooting. Yeah. He, he grooted that up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then then his, his D- Dominican Republic sex babe comes up and she's like, only Xander Cage could steal cable instead of just paying the bill. And he's like, yeah, let's go sex. He's like, I don't want to pay some fat cat who who has a lot of money. I mean, I have a lot of money, but has, I'm different. He has unlimited reserves of money, and everyone he interacts with also has unlimited reserves of money. Yes. Money doesn't exist in this, and... Well, it's just like that Bad Boys. Remember when we watched Bad Boys? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> watching Bad Boys 2, and you're like, oh, wow, these uh, two regular beat cops have mansions in miami that they live in yeah oceanside mansions with uh, unlimited reserves lamborghinis oh yeah and it's it's all hilarious when uh, martin lawrence is like i can only afford this above ground pool and you're like man shut the fuck up <laughs> oh man i can only afford this like three thousand dollar above ground pool you're like dude you literally live right on the ocean yeah like you can walk out your back uh, door, go into your yard and jump into the ocean. Yeah, but that's that's the same thing with Xander Cage. He just, do I need a cool piece of technology? I have it. But man, I hate those rich people. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So, 
he has some sexing and oh god that sex scene this is this colored the whole movie for me yeah that that really made it for you especially yeah so he's he's in the bed doing some random model who we both kind of figured John especially was of the impression that she was going to get fridged. So that oh he yeah, because I was go. like, well, they need a way to get Xander Cage back into the game, and I'm like, oh, it's some random lady that we don't know that's just been introduced, and he's already sexing up on her. Yeah, oh, she's dead. Yeah, but instead we just get the sex scene, and then she's gone from the movie forever. Uh, the sex scene is him flexing as hard as he can <laughs> while sort of doing push-ups near her, oh. and he's just too flexy and greasy and. His face is all contorted because of how hard he's flexing to make that back look good. So when she goes in for the kiss, it looks like she's going to try and make out with a blowhole of a dolphin. <laughs> Just a big old hairless expanse of greasy blue skin with a hole in the middle of it that I guess is probably a mouth. Man. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. And I don't know why, but at this point, he decides it's time to leave. Like He goes, oh, well, I stole cable for this small group of people it is time for me to go to another country yeah and this the worst part is that this wasn't the start of the movie because what puts the movie into motion is uh, i i'm going to assume because i'm pretty sure i remember the commercials that uh, sam jackson's in all of these as uh gibbons the 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 guy who runs this program of the triple x program secret government sports heroes <laughs> man like i had said before that when he first landed from his dumb cliff jump for skiing, that I was like, oh, this is just a cartoon. But it really is in that I'm like, oh, yeah, there's an entire program where we're just getting sports guys. I'm like, this is this is just like NFL heroes. This yeah. is Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan saving the day. Yeah. This is the Harlem Globetrotters initiative. <laughs> yep. That's what this is. I, w- I kept hoping that Ken Griffey Jr. would show up as like an old member of the Triple X team. <laughs> oh my god they just get like the fridge shows up and he's like hey everyone i'm a badass anyway goodbye yeah this movie needs that scene a scene where old the old legends of sports show up and it's all he's all like uh oh my god jack petite the guy who climbed the wire between the uh the twin towers (laughs) is that wade boggs oh my gosh you guys are getting in a fight (laughs) yeah we were back in the original program back then it was just x Is that Eugen Sandow, the first major bodybuilder? Yeah. How I'm, are you alive? <laughs> I'm 172. <laughs> I have unlimited money like you do, and they merely inject it directly into me. <laughs> That's how I'm alive. <laughs> just, I really wanted that scene, a scene that showed that, oh, the Triple X program's been around for 60 years, and we just have every, every cool sports guy. <laughs> oh, my God, Olympic diver Mark Spitz. <laughs> I know what will help us. I'll dive the way out of this. <laughs> like most problems, this can, this one can be solved through diving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when we first see Samuel L. Jackson in this, he's trying to recruit a... a football uh, player. Yeah. A ba- a, oh, sorry, well, a soccer player. A An, 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 an uh, American soccer or football to a, everyone else. Yeah. I, he's a real football player too. His name his name's JC something or other and he is a sexy motherfucker. He was he was easily the hottest person in the movie. He is there to sex up your vision. Yeah, the hottest dude in the movie by by a country mile is this guy. Uh but, Yeah, man, them soccer players are all like very very lean and It's cuz soccer's sexy. Have you ever seen a soccer field? It's like 8 miles across. Oh yeah. You could build 50,000 houses on a soccer field. No, it's the most boring sport ever, yeah. but by god, you have to run a lot. Yeah. 
Like, it, you're never not having to cover incredible ground and distance to play soccer. Yeah, I mean, like, good, I'm pretty sure <laughs> one, the, one goalie can't see the other one. Yeah, no, good job on them for being able to do that for, yeah. like, an hour and a half, but... Whoo boy, that is some boring bullshit. Yeah, I played water polo in high school, and uh, let me tell you, people think it's an easy sport until they realize you can't touch the bottom. So you're you're, you're never not treading water or swimming as hard as you can. Well, so, look, in high school, I played bowling, so I think I know a little something <laughs> about having some sports. Okay, but, well, I'm just I'm just saying that even as a water polo player, which the, the sport is just cre- incredible endurance, I couldn't play soccer for shit. I, just, <laughs> I, I got I got. Okay, I'm halfway to the opponent's goal. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta sit down. <laughs> Let me take a breather for a minute that's here. Why, that's why the game is boring. They keep stopping for naps. <laughs> but <laughs> they just keep swapping people in as they fall asleep on the field. <laughs> anyway, so we get a speech from Sam Jackson where he does his level best to justify the concept of sports-based secret agents. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I guess what I gathered is that he gave this speech as well in the other ones, but it's just... Hey, remember when there was a drought and you couldn't have water in your swimming pool? And then uh, the skateboarders were like, look at all the cool things I can do with a skateboard. Well, that means I want people to be a badass sportsman. He even recommends you go watch uh, Dogtown and the Lords of Z-Boys or whatever that movie is. Oh, Dogtown and Uh, Z-Boys. And you know what? I recommend you go watch Dogtown and Z-Boys. That's a good movie. (laughs) This is... uh, for him to reference it at the beginning, I was like, ooh, I should go watch that. that would- <laughs> it's like when you're watching some movie and they reference Casablanca, and you're like, oh, uh, wait, don't reference a good movie. Yeah, Casablanca is like the number one reference in bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about this movie that's better than what we're doing. <laughs> it's almost like they're like, hey, remember Casablanca? Think of that. Anyway, here's some B-level special effects. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's he's like, yeah, because the world had a drought, we discovered that there's badass skateboarders the world needed those empty pools because the world needed skateboard half pipes so that i could have super special agents yeah the weird thing about that speech is he was like oh the world needed that drought needed those empty pools and and i'm like are you trying to say that we need the problems in the world today (laughs) so that we can have badass extreme sports dudes yeah wouldn't it be just as easy to say the world doesn't need all these terrorists and secret like double agent interpol bad guys we could just that would be a better thing to wish for than for empty pools so that dudes could learn to skateboard <laughs> but, but no he's like we desperately needed badass skate mans which by the way another person who should show up for the old guard in this movie would be tony hawk oh yeah that would be great i i I wonder if he's in the first one like i don't know anything about the first one other than the bad guy is anarchy 99 (laughs) maybe that's the secret code word for tony hawk yeah obviously that was his name when he went to the minor leagues (laughs) oh so so yeah uh he he gives this speech and he's like the world's not at war the world is in peril and when you're in peril you don't need soldiers you need heroes sports heroes (laughs) and i just Every time someone gives some stupid thing like that throughout the entire movie, and there are a lot of really bad lines, I keep wanting them to just look at the camera and be like, yeah. Or hold up a little sign that's like, you heard it. <laughs> this happened. This happened. Written by. <laughs> I want. I, that's what I want. I want Samuel L. Jackson to be wearing a, a jacket that has, for complaints about my dialogue, mail, <laughs> please write to the following writer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but here's his home phone number. Uh, so the football guy's like, no, man, I am not a hero. I am a footballer. And Sam Jackson apologizes, gets up to leave, and a random robber comes bursting in. Yeah, which you have to assume has been staged. orchestrated. Yeah, it's all been staged. 
And <laughs> the football man responds by doing some, I forget what you call that, where you stand in place and keep a soccer ball off the ground. But he's hacky like, sack? hacky sack, basically, <laughs> with a napkin dispenser before finally kicking it into the face of the robber. Which is, again, the uh, way that this movie works is that people aren't allowed to just beat someone up or do something they have to do a thing beforehand yeah they have to extreme sports you can't like everything is showboating yeah so you he can't just be like oh i grabbed this napkin holder and then kicked it at the guy because i'm a footballer he's like oh, i gotta bounce it off my feet a couple of times and then then i'll kick it at him and it's the same thing throughout the whole movie every time someone's like oh i've got to beat up this room full of guys i better dick around for like 15 seconds first and they'll just <laughs> let me yeah they'll just stand there None of them will just shoot me. Yeah. So (laughs) while this happens, though, a satellite has fallen from space and lands right on top of them at the end of this scene. Yep. There you go. So that's the end of Gibbons. Gibbons blows up. My goodness. Gibbons blows up, which I, oh my gosh, they killed the guy from the first two movies. Oh no. And and then we get the Ecuador, the Dominican Republic scene. And then we get a scene where, um, like the new lady, Tony Collette. Yeah. As, as Marks, Agent Marks of the NSA is like, hey, guys, uh, someone made a satellite fall from the sky. She says to a room full of businessmans. <laughs> two, two guys in suits. Yeah, suitmans. So some suitmans are in there, and she's like, look, dudes, uh, they can make cool satellites fall from the sky whenever they want with this device called a Pandora's box. And here's one I've got right now. She holds this. Yeah. So it's like a video card she holds up. Oh, yeah. The thing looks just like. I don't know, like the like controller a, to a Nintendo Wii U. It, it looks like the first Xbox controller back when it was the size and shape of a hamburger. <laughs> so the she gets all of these people into the room because she's like, all right, someone in Florida had one of these things and they crashed a satellite and uh, it had to be one of you people here that did this because you're the only ones that could have done that. I don't know how they've managed to narrow it down to this, like, room full of rich white dudes but there you go look she has at her beck and call an extreme chess man (laughs) who uses the power of extreme chess to pick out which person did that now the issue with this is it's bobby fisher so (laughs) she's she's got this room full of dudes that she figures one of them is apparently a terrorist Mm -hmm. who wants to use this device that she's got in order to murder people so but But she's going to have it in her hand instead of it being like Oh, yeah, it's locked up in some R&D place somewhere while we pick it apart. It's, hey, everyone, I want to show you this thing. Yeah, and instead of telling them individually, she brings them to the top floor of a super cool business building to give them a a presentation with, like, PowerPoint and stuff. (laughs) Like, let me show you why this device is evil. Anyway, here we go. Instead of, you know, just bringing them in for questioning. Yeah. But then that that prompts our our anti-hero villain of the movie, Donnie Yen, to jump, just jump in from the next building over. Yeah, he does a crazy rad super jump. They say it's seventy feet over and ninety feet down. Yep, and through three inches of glass, and he just lands on it on his <laughs> he feet. He just lands and rolls, and he's like, "I'm great, everything's fine." He says before just kicking everyone in the room. And it's again one of those scenes where he rolls in, lands, like kicks a guy, jumps up on a table, and he does like a pose and looks around the room, and there are guards all around the room with guns and all of them just kind of go huh look at that guy kicking and punching i'm not gonna shoot though can i can i pause here just for a second to say that i love donnie yen in this movie oh he is amazing i love everything he does yeah but still the movie's like oh martial arts guy came in here we all have guns we better let him pose for a while though 
I, I mean, and I try to him. fight him hand to hand instead I, of shoot him. I love that he's decided on the character beat in this movie of just smiling all huge every time he's doing anything. Oh, he loves what he's yeah, doing. He's just having the best time, and it's, <laughs> it's if infectious. you love your job, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> That's what it is. So he beats up a bunch of people by taking away their guns and using his jacket as a whip and doing some rad slides. And meanwhile, the building is also being invaded from the ground floor by uh, Serena, who is a. Uh, a, an Indian actress, like she's actually she's from Bollywood acting stuff. Yeah, uh, and she's uh, she's rad. She she kind of just sneaks in by doing cool like kicky jumpy running stuff where she like slides fifty feet across the ground. The, she does this thing where like someone's about to close a door near her, so she runs towards them and then slides and then puts her foot in the door. Yeah, right the, before it closes. All I could think was, you know, you know how you move a lot faster than when you're doing power slides is when you run. <laughs> Run, r- running is faster than sliding. Sliding is inherently slow because you no longer have a propulsive force behind you. Except you- in this movie where everyone has decided to grease their backs up because Donnie Yen does it in this scene. Yeah. She does it in this scene. Every time someone slides in this movie, it propels them forward. Oh, yeah, and they're like, like, you are sliding like 20 feet. You would have just stopped if you were wearing an actual leather jacket. Because it would have been like, oh, oh, I just got pulled back and I can't move anymore. <laughs> yeah, they all, they all just have Mega Man 3 press down and jump to slide power. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, amazing. And I'm whatever. I'm on board. I don't and, care. And also invading the building is is the, the a third member of the bad guy sports league, uh, Hawk. Uh, we don't learn his name till the credits, but but Hawk, a big man with a beard who punchy punches. Yeah, it is. uh very much the difference between, like, I think he's supposed to be a boxer is his thing. Yeah, but they're not going to tell us, so. No. We get zero background information on pretty much everyone. Yeah, we know a little bit about Donnie Yen's character, Zhang, and uh, Serena. Uh, we we don't know anything about Hawk's character. And then when they finally escape from the building with the Pandora's Box super satellite hacky machine... Uh, then <laughs> Tony Jaa shows up. Which, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm late." Yeah, Tony Jaa, who I I would go see any movie just to see Tony Jaa. So <laughs> so for him to be in the movie, I'm like, yes, he's gonna do. You don't you don't hire him to have uh, stuntmen throw beefy punches at each other. You hire him to have him do some rad flips and kicks. Yeah, and, and he does. And his rad thing is he jump and like he does. De- the- he de motorcycles a guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or he de guys a motorcycle. <laughs> Whichever way. Either way you want to describe it. He deveins a motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> uh, he takes all the poop inside that motorcycle out before he fries it up. So, yeah, he kicks a dude off a motorcycle and steals a motorcycle, which it's kind of interesting that, like, he's like, I'm here just in time, guys. Don't worry. Anyway, I'll kick that one guy off that one motorcycle and then ride away with it. You guys can find cars, right? I'm the wheel man. <laughs> it was it was amazing because I was like, oh, he's, he's finally here. I, I was late, but I showed up. I am here to stop one person and leave. I'm like, why did you even show up here? <laughs> Tony Ja. <laughs> Good night. That's the question you're going to ask yourself all the way through the movie. <laughs> why are you in this? Is he contractually obligated to be in this? Because he's... <laughs> <laughs> they are just wasting you. I know, because he's amazing. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this this will kick off our main plot, which is now they have to recruit Xander Cage to come back and... Because he's an extreme sportsman, and you need an extreme sportsman to stop an extreme sportsman. Oh, yeah. Tony Collette has to have a line about where she's like, those four people just breezed in here and breezed out like they walked through a hurricane like it was a light breeze. We need a guy who can move like that. And I'm like, or, or you could just use hundreds of soldiers. Or 
guns. Yeah. You could use guns. Drone strike. You could just you could just use that. I mean, you know where they are because the first thing you do once you pick up Xander Cage is send him there. <laughs> so you could use any of the tools at your disposal, but no, you guys are right. You need a sports hero. You're you are correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why am I even bringing this up? Well, you I mean, <laughs> in this in the Triple X universe, sports dudes are apparently superheroes that can survive anything because in this movie People get shot that oh, are just, the main heroes, and the next scene, nothing. They yeah, are fine. Just brush it off. So anyway, they forcibly recruit Xander Cage by putting together the most elaborate fake bomb opera. I don't even... Yeah, they're like, oh, we needed to test if you still have it, so we made it look like someone was dropping a bomb off and you were going to get shot by people. He's like, it's clearly fake. First of all, that guy thought I could speak English, even though it was not apparent that I'm a big, chunky, meaty American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big can of Chef Boy RD right here in the middle of the Dominican Republic, and yet that guy guessed I speak English. Dude, everyone would guess you speak English. <laughs> yeah, you are a giant tattooed ravioli. Of course you speak English. <laughs> That's all you speak. <laughs> Lord knows you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and so... And then he's like, also, that person's drinking a stupid drink, that guy's headphones are too expensive, and that lady just stopped hopped on a bus that's two hours early. And I'm like, why did the sting operation even need a lady in the background to get on a bus? What what was that what, what was that part of the recruiting process? Well, we had to have like every single person in that area was apparently part of it. Look, she's the creative producer's daughter. If she doesn't have a scene in every one of our kidnapping stings, she pitches a fit, and the next thing you know, we lose some budget. So she had to have a scene where she gets on a bus in the background. And we had just told her to get on the bus normal style, but she figured her character was late, so she improved a bit, and it just <laughs> ruined everything. It's just so dumb. But anyway, she Marx tells him that Gibbons is dead and then recruits him to be on the team. Uh, and, and of course, she's like, here's here's your squad. You're going to be working with these gentlemen. This is, and he's like, oh, oh yeah, I know who you are. You're a lieutenant something or whatever, and I saw the president give you a medal. That must mean you're pretty badass. But have you ever done a 360 Benihana off of a kick slide? And he's like, what? No. no. I'm, I'm, I'm an actual adult. Well, let me ask you this then. Have you ever done an L4 turn off the tide part of a flap stop on a on a snowboard while an avalanche chases your booty? Uh, no, because I am not high on Mountain Dew and Red Bull. <laughs> I am not currently playing Tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, so in fact, no. No, I have not done that. Neither of you. You would break a skateboard if you stood on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he goes through and is like, have you ever taken a BMX and just flipped it and then spun around and done whatever and... All of them are like, no, dude, we're soldiers. Of course we haven't done that. And he's like, well, good, then I'm going to just push you out of the air. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever jumped out of a plane above Europe? And they're like, what? And he's like, well, here you go. And he pushes them all out of the plane, uh, which Tony Collette's character has to respond by going, okay, well, now where are we going to find you a team? Instead oh my of God. being like, oh, you just killed like 15 soldiers. You're... This is the first thing that we had for you. This is the only thing we had for you so far. We was... had, like, decorated amazing soldiers, and you pushed them out of a plane because you are a petulant child. <laughs> but we're going to keep working with you, apparently. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, what I need is my own team of badasses. Well, before he does that, he still needs to go to England for one of the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> 
Because he's like, we have to well, go to London. Why are we going to London? Because I think I left my coat there. Well, also because they need to find where the super evil sports badasses are. And so he knows the world's best hacker yeah, or something. Yeah, the world's hottest woman swimming in a one of those pools on the top of a building. Yeah, one and, of those pools that's like completely level with the yeah. you know, the building. So you can be like, I think oh, they're called I, infinity I, pools. Yeah, I, I, I pop up and I can just see forever. Yeah, so... That's she's in the movie for a hot second is this hacker woman who's not allowed to touch computers anymore, but she's the world's greatest hackity hacker who can hack any hacks. I why they don't just ask her to stop the whole satellite crashing thing is a mystery to me. Well, the the weird thing to me is I have to assume she was in the first movie because she has his coat. Yes. And also they seemed to know each other and had been like, oh, you left things on whatever terms. So, okay, sure. Maybe she's in the first movie, but. He's like, I need you to find these guys. I'm like, oh, that would be almost impossible. And, uh, you know, there's there's no price you could pay that would do that. And he's, he's like, like, well, how about some fucking sex fucking? How about I, I give you a good boning? And she's like, well, I don't take those odds. But these ladies do. Yeah. And then he, he just has sex with, like, ten random women. Now... Yeah. Just ten women that had been doing this woman's hacking for her just kind of walk in and they're all like, yeah, we're going to have sex with you. And we're like... How is this payment? What's happening like, right like, now? Originally, when he was saying, I'll have sex with you, it was supposed to be like, I'm so good at boning that in order to pay you, I'll give you a boning. And but it now like, it's like... It should have been just a joke. It should have been him being like, oh, I could fuck you. And they'd be, and then they'd be all like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> No, you have infinite money. Give me some of give, that. Yeah, give me, give me money in the form of, I don't know, whatever extreme sports people have. <laughs> Helmets with GoPro cameras on them. Just just give me an entire dump truck full of skateboards, please. <laughs> dump truck of skateboards. I want a pool full of that uh, power bar energy gel. <laughs> <laughs> I want the world's largest tub of whey protein. <laughs> I want an aquarium full of caffeinated jelly beans with a B on the package. <laughs> uh, but apparently... She accepts boning as payment, but only to other people? Yeah, so she's perfectly fine to work with him, provided he bones her ten assistants. And I, like, did she owe them something? Is she like, oh, well, you know, I actually have a debt to these ladies that I owe them one gross boning, and I guess you'll do. <laughs> Could you imagine how mad those ladies must have been? She was like, all right, ladies, I know that, that I lost that bet, so I owe all of you a sexy boning. And I found one. It's a giant, greasy muscle monster. <laughs> He talks like there's a dying owl deep inside him. <laughs> and he acts like he's super smart, and he will flip out like a five-year-old if you tell him he isn't. <laughs> and, uh, you, and you got to all do him at once. And he's look, gonna if, be if you do anything to kill his barbarian, he is going to be real angry at you. <laughs> look, don't you fucking say dro near him. He knows it's a drow, and he'll get so mad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, apparently she accepts... Boning his payment and is like, here, I found them. And it was like finding a needle in a stack of needles. Yeah, oh, he is so fucking smug. It's the worst. Because there's no humbleness to this character. No, Be the, the character goes through and he's like, I'm the best. I'm the most badass. And everyone's like, you are. You are Xander Cage. Yeah, there's no arc. Xander Cage has no arc in this movie. He starts the movie fully convinced that he's the world's greatest sex badass. And he finishes the movie proved correct. Yeah, it is just like... Every time something happens as well, he's like, yeah, that's exactly what should happen. I should totally get every sex babe. 
here we go. Yeah, when, like, he finishes, okay. when he finishes doing all the babes, and he does them in that way where they've, they've all been thoroughly done, but then they all put their underwear back on so they can lie around. Yeah, and every, everyone's got, like, artfully draped, uh, like, sheets. It's a little amusing. You know, I can, I can sort of accept that for the sitcom sex scene, you know, where the woman's got her... Because your boobs get cold. You don't want cold boobs. Those, <laughs> Ain't nobody wants that, some cold boobs. That's sensitive equipment. you got to pull that blanket up. You don't want those things getting cold. But, like... If you just had an orgy in a heated hotel pool room, whatever the fuck that was, was they were in, they were like a pavilion tent, then then you're not going to be like, well, I just finished fucking 11 other people. I better get myself dressed for modesty. <laughs> uh, also, you can tell that it didn't actually happen because none of them had that thin sheen of grease that totally would have been there. Well, no, Vin Diesel did. <laughs> well, he always does. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, is the ladies didn't. Oh, that's right. That's how you can tell he didn't actually touch them, is none yeah. of them are shiny. Yeah. If you have sex with Vin Diesel, you look like you got turtle waxed. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's just what it is. You have a thin-coated diesel lacquer. <laughs> you so. look like someone's about to drop you into a deep fryer, is what you look like. <laughs> you have sex with Vin Diesel, and you come out covered in cornmeal. <laughs> you have sex with Vin Diesel, and it just looks like someone brined you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So he throws his stupid fur coat back on—the stupidest fur coat in the world, by the way—and uh, says, "The things I do for my country," in the smuggest possible voice. Yeah, no, the and again, it's one of those moments where you're like, "Whoo! This is this is a and then everyone stood up and clapped moment." That oh, yeah. is what this movie is all the time. All the time, like even the one part where someone shoots him in the in the chest three times and he falls on the ground—you don't even think he's dead because the next the next scene is him going to be getting up going like, "That's good body armor. I'm perfectly fine." Also, there was the scene beforehand when he was getting shot where he got body armor put on, and they shot him in the chest, and I went, oh, he's still got that body armor on. Yeah, There's you put two zero in tension aren't, here. Aren't you like a super NSA badass? You should put two in his brain. Yeah. Like, come on. Execution style. Let's do let's this. Let's get this over with. Also, <laughs> I mean, we're skipping ahead here, but they shoot him three times in the chest. He falls to the ground, and then they just leave him there? Yeah, they're like, well, that's the end of that. We don't need to throw this corpse off the plane or Let's nothing. Let's just leave this corpse here. And I'm like, well, one, no. And two, you'd look down and go, hey, there's uh, there's no blood. Yeah, shouldn't this guy <laughs> be bleeding up the floor of this fancy plane? <laughs> oh, we also get a scene, by the way. Oh, we haven't even mentioned that character. Uh, when he's, we, haven't re- we haven't talked about his team at all. No, because he hasn't recruited them yet. Okay, so he doesn't take sexy British hacker friend. Uh, instead, he recruits his own team. One person is provided to him, a, a <laughs> an airplane hacker to go along with this extra hacker. Uh, the airplane hacker is Nina Dobrev playing the role of Becky. Becky. Yeah. And uh, her whole thing is that she's a nerd who talks to but She's a movie nerd. She's an ultra sexy babe woman who the moment she sees him, she's like, ooh, you're so sexy. You should do me in my sex chair. The safe word is kumquat. I can't stop talking. Kumquat, though. Hey, you want to fuck? Let's fuck. Hey, oh, look, yeah, it's, look, it's one of those things where it was like, oh, she shows up, and the first thing she does is like, oh, my God, you're Xander Cage. Oh, it's such an honor to meet you. And I'm like, oh, my God. This entire thing is just like, oh, the, this lady was a nerd, but then she saw me, and she was like, I've had a sexual awakening. I'm now a sex nerd. Yeah, like, the only thing this movie was missing for it to be straight up a Steven Seagal movie is, th- is that this movie didn't really give any attention to the bad guys at all. So there's no scene where the bad guys were like, oh, my God, that's Xander Cage. He once killed a man with dental floss. No, that's what the good guys do. Yeah. Every time the good guys meet Xander Cage for the first time, they're always like, oh, my God, Xander Cage, you're a legend. Yeah. Uh, you killed your, pre- your triple X replacement. The guy who was triple X before you, uh, George Foreman, probably. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he recruits his team, and here's his team. Uh, we've got the mount, or sorry, the hound from uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, as uh, Tennyson. Tennyson Torch, and he is a uh, a Rug- stunt driver and a rugby man. Well, he has a rugby mouth guard, which is his thing, because mm-hmm. otherwise he doesn't really have much of a personality outside of. I like to be in crashes because I'm a stunt man. Well, he's kind of crazy. He likes to be in crashes, and he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Uh, anytime he's given a chance to talk, which is maybe three times throughout the course of the movie, he's like, you know, the NSA also hides the aliens from us. Yeah, he's always like, oh, you know, the, there's an underground conspiracy to do whatever. And you're like, okay, great. But to put it plainly, the Hound is the best thing on Game, Game of Thrones. He is the best character on Game of Thrones by, by five miles. I mean, uh, there's people who are going to tell you it's Tyrion, and they're they're probably not wrong. Tyrion is also a great character, but the Hound is the best character. Huh. It's the Hound, and then Braum, and then Tyrion, and then everyone else. Um, <laughs> great. You say, you're pointing out that I didn't mention any of the strong women. They keep killing them. It's not, it's not my fault. All the really cool women are dead now. Um, uh, so, no, I wouldn't point out anything. No, I have not read it. or watched y- that shit. Yeah, but uh, so <laughs> we got the Hound. Then and, we have okay and. For him, I'm like, great. You've got a guy who's awesome at driving, apparently, uh, well, he's and he's good at crashing. He's not good at driving. Well, he's he's an amazing driver that knows how to crash as well. Do we ever see him drive in a cool way, other than that one crash all the way through the movie? I mean, he does the driving for them, so man. Yeah, he drives a shitty old van adequately, and then eventually he crashes it. We never see him do a cool driving thing. No, we see Xander Cage do about a million. Yeah, but he's Xander Cage. He's a legend. Yeah. So, and then we also recruit. Uh, Ruby Rose, who you'd remember as the uh, the new girlfriend from the most recent season of Orange is the... No, the second most recent season of Orange is the New Black. And uh, she's a badass sniper who's stopping people from poaching in Africa. Yeah. And she's also a very forward lesbian, which is uh, pretty much her only characterization. Is, is She's smugly badass, just like everyone else, but she also openly hits on all the other women. Yeah. Uh, so that's her character. Uh, she's introduced messing with poachers. And again, you're like, okay, so you've got... Someone who's your your wheels man, you've got a cool sniper lady. All right, so who else should we get on this team? Oh, well, clearly, you need the most important member of Triple X of all, uh, a, a super DJ. You need someone who is introduced, has two different nicknames. Yeah, he's, his name is Nick Nix the Hood. Nix is his nickname. Also, the Hood is his nickname. And his his superpower, instead of being an extreme sportsman, he can DJ. He'll DJ real hard. He'll DJ so good. He'll press that play button so good. And then he'll pretend to use the turntable that's not there because no one has turntables anymore. Nope. And, and then he'll do that thing where he looks like he's celebrating having just scored a basketball, and the whole room will be like, oop, 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 and, <laughs> and that's it. And he has he's, he's... no other power. Now, when they first get him, they're like, okay, yeah, this guy's like some DJ, whatever, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's got some ability. Maybe he's, like, the face of the party, and he's going to have to go out and, like, he'll he'll do some social thing. No. And, in fact, throughout the entire movie, he does nothing. Well, he does, he distracts people at a secret evil underground club in Brazil or something uh, by, by getting on stage and taking over the DJ station. Yeah, his superpower is he can load his playlist onto any computer just by touching it. Yeah. Just by plugging in a USB to it. So, uh, so we get him. Uh, so there's that's the team. It's Super DJ, uh, crazy rugby driver man, and Sniper the Lesbian. Um, which <laughs> Sniper, no sniping. <laughs> she's 
No, she she mostly that's pretty much what happens with her is she gets she gets herself into an advantageous sniper position and then Xander Cage keeps telling her over the microphone not to snipe anyone. Yeah, it was great. She's like, oh, I could just uh, I could take out these people that are bad guys, and he's like, no, not yet. It's too early to slay anyone at the party. Uh, well, so they go to the secret jungle rave, the Philippines jungle rave, jungle rave gun party. Yeah, which, again, I'm like, how does this place exist? It's like, <laughs> you it's, show up. It's a <laughs> it's a secret dance club with thousands of beautiful women in it, but it's miles from anything, and it's supposed to be like. Oh, this is a hangout for like bad guys on the run, and this whole like weird secret rave is supposed to be like for people who are the criminal element and the the like underground. And but it's not; it's just bikini hookers. Yeah, it's it's bikini babes and our protagonists, and that is the only people here. What, what is the what's the driving force for this? <laughs> like, oh, on one of those tiny islands in the Philippines where there isn't even a city, someone trucked in thousands of babes so that they could dance at a rave near a gun smuggler. Good. That makes perfect sense. Not even going to question it. <laughs> no further questions. So, <laughs> we also find out that there is some dissension in the ranks for our oh, bad the- guy super team because Donnie wants to keep the uh, Pandora's box and use it, and uh, Serena wants to blow it up because no one should have that much power. No one man should have that much power. <laughs> I feel like that that song needs to. It, it's the uh, the all star of the late two thousand tens. But but anyway, there's a hilarious scene between the two of them where they establish that they are they have disagreements. Where uh, she comes up and she's like, "Hey, I thought we were supposed to destroy that Pandora's box thing. It's too powerful." And he's like, yeah, you're just talking about pawn exchange. I've got my eye on the king. And she's like, that's the problem. You forgot about the queen. And then she, like, shoots some stuff near him. She pulls a gun and shoots two things near him. He does not flinch, and he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then she walks off. End of discussion. <laughs> she what? Made, she made her point known, and she pointed out that the queen is a female piece on a chessboard, thus completing the quip. <laughs> it's so awful the writing in this is so bad oh the writing is so cliche it hurts like the scene where where uh, xander gets recruited he he sees that there's a bomb in the bag and he goes oh boy and then as if that wasn't enough stupid like cliche bullshit he goes here we go again yeah one right after the other it's like they just couldn't decide which cliche to use could be great he's like oh boy here we go again. I'm getting tired of this. Oh, I don't believe this is happening. Awkward. Wait oh. a minute. If I'm here and the bomb is here, then oh Uh-oh. boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Smooth move, X-Lax. <laughs> Just quips at the bomb until it kills itself. It doesn't even blow up big enough to get to him. It's just sick of these. <laughs> it just goes, oh. I can take no more of this. Please, please, get me away from Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he gets into a fight. Uh, Vin Diesel gets into a fight with the Indian la- uh, lady, uh, like Serena. Uh, and then he sits at a table with Serena and Donnie Yen. And they throw grenades at each other. And they keep catching them and putting their finger over the thing that would make the grenade blow up. I don't know what the end game is. Because at a certain point, there's three of these guys. And there are four grenades between them that are just flying around and they keep grabbing them and holding them. And I'm like, eventually, those grenades will blow up. You guys are going to have to walk over to the ocean or something at the end of this conversation. But we don't see that. No, the, the, if the Russians hadn't invaded the party, which they do at this point, 
they would be like, oh man, we're we're just holding on to some live grenades here. I don't uh, even if I did win this conversation it was like, yes, thank you, thank you for that uh, Pandora's box. I'll be leaving now. I guess. What am I gonna do with this thing? You guys got like a bathroom or something? I, yeah. I still have a live grenade in my hands. This is a. I I admit I agree. Everybody, this was a very badass conversation that we just had. We all look like total badasses. I mean, I, anyone who was watching this would know we are badass. <laughs> we are so badass. I, I mean, I think I I can speak for everyone that I'm the greasiest of the badasses, and <laughs> and, and that's the be- thus the best. And you though, Serena, you're very greasy as well. I think they put a bunch of sex grease on you to make you look greasy. But well, yeah, it's a rave. Everyone's kind of sex greasy here. Yeah, but anyway, you got like a like a bathroom or a like a. I don't know, grenade. Am I, I going to have to take the, like, 10-minute walk back to the beach just <laughs> holding this? this? <laughs> He's just sauntering down to the beach with a grenade in his hand, like, I just want to leave it with the bathroom attendant. Very good, sir. <laughs> uh, excuse me, can you uh, dispose of this? Ah, uh, yes, very good. Of course, sir. I'm the bathroom attendant at the Secret Island Rave. Why is Droopy Dog the bathroom attendant? <laughs> yes, sir. I'll be happy to take that grenade. <laughs> because he's a bad guy on the run. <laughs> Right away, sir. That big wolf or whatever it is that hates Droopy Dog is, is, is after him. <laughs> uh, so, I'll be so happy to take this grenade. we, we got to push through this. <laughs> Russians show up, and they kill all the Russians, and then Donnie Yen escapes on a dirt bike, and then Xander Cage has a fight where he beats people up with a dirt bike in the dumbest scene until the next scene, which is when you learn that the dirt bikes are jet skis. <laughs> That was amazing because Donnie Donnie Yen's dirt bike turns into a jet ski, and I'm like, um, what? And then Xander Cage's also does. I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck is going on right now? Why do you have dirt bike jet skis? And the funny thing is that, okay, I could sort of get that if a dirt bike, because dirt bikes don't have big hollow spaces in them like jet skis do. Jet skis are mostly empty space so that they will float. Yeah. Uh, like, that's what a wave runner is. It's mostly just a, one of those rubber kayaks with an engine on top. Like, that's what that is. But a, but a dirt bike has a different system of pushing itself around. You know, it uses that back wheel with a chain. And it wouldn't float. No. And so, I don't understand what's propelling them once they get into the water. No, they just keep and making dirt point, bike noise. A wave goes over Xander Cage. The bike and him get dunked underwater. And he pops back up mm-hmm. and then begins propelling himself forward on his... Still fully functioning water bike nonsense. But he's chasing Donnie Yen, by the way, who has the Pandora's box, who has decided to escape in salt water. And there's there's no question of whether or not it's okay to take that Pandora's box thing into the ocean. Oh, yeah. This is a highly sophisticated electronic device that can control satellites. But, you know, I'm sure it's fine if I just dunk it in the ocean a bit. <laughs> So yeah, again, non-floating dirt bikes are used as as jet skis for a long time, and then uh, Donnie Yen disappears, and uh, uh, and boy does does he get his hands on that Pandora's box, and Serena shoots it, and they're like, great, you mission should accomplished. On, you should be on our team. Wait yeah. a minute, you guys are all also triple X guys, aren't you? You should be on our team. And she's like, yeah, okay. None of the other people do. No, just her. Just her. The other three have a brief conversation about how she betrayed them. Uh, okay. They get sent. Just, <laughs> we got to power through. We do. We're, we find we're, out that. We're so far into the episode. Yeah, we find out that that Pandora's box is not the actual one that was a prototype. And now there's one that 
can control everything because that one only controlled that one satellite. Yeah, it can only be used to use that one satellite. So it was very lucky that that uh, Gibbons happened to be in China or whatever. Uh, so uh, they get sent to where the actual box is determined to be, which is Detroit. Yes. And so now it's a race between these two teams to see who can get to this Detroit building first. And I, they know where it is. Like, mm-hmm. they know the building that it is at. Yeah. They have, I mean, I understand at least the bad, uh, well, at least for this part, the bad triple X team mm-hmm. is like, oh man, we got to get there and they're driving around and doing whatever. But if you're the one that's essentially being taken care of by the U S government, you'd think they'd go, oh, let's just helicopter you over to that building and then you can get it for us and we're done. We don't need to worry about you doing a street chase with this other team. And, and this is the thing that drives me nuts. They have a person on their team who is nothing but one of those hackers. She's just, what's her name? Felicity from Arrow. Yeah. Like, she's just, I know computers, and I know everything about every computer, and I can use any computer to do anything. It's just, that's that's a modern uh, Hollywood movie hacker is, you need anything done anywhere with anything? I can do it. I'm what, a computer person. What is that technology? <laughs> I am good to go. I just remembered a line from earlier in the movie <laughs> when when they uh, they try to determine who the, the four bad guy triple X's are when the, when the NSA does, and... Yeah. and, and uh, Tony Collette has to tell uh, Xander Cage, we ran their faces through every database on Earth. Yep. We couldn't figure out who they are. And I'm like, shouldn't you say every facial recognition database? Because now I'm picturing that you ran it through like a bunch of donation databases at various Red Crosses and stuff. And they're like, sir, it came up empty. This one doesn't have any pictures of faces in it at all. In fact, sir, 99% of them don't store pictures of faces. But I'm being thorough, like you said. Well, yeah, I mean, they did say they ran a facial recognition software, but then also through every database. Through every database in the world. <laughs> oh, is he in this list of endangered animals? No? Okay, let's oh, try. Wow, that's weird. This one is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Serena's listed in this database of ice cream flavors. That's weird. <laughs> what do you know? She's the 32nd flavor. <laughs> That's just going to be the hood's third nickname. <laughs> 32nd flavor. 32nd flavor. So they have a street... Ch- oh, th- what I was going to say is they have a hacker on their team. She's just one of those ultra hackers. And then the first thing they do upon landing in Detroit is, you guys have to go to this one building. Let's take the van. Oh, uh, do you want me like map quested or anything first to see if you will immediately run into traffic? No? Oh, that's... that's okay, fine. You, you just, and then they do. They run into traffic. Like, no one has a smartphone with Waze on it or anything. <laughs> none of that. None, none of her going like, I'll turn all the lights green. Instead, it's, you guys just run around in traffic. <laughs> you guys get onto a freeway, and wouldn't you know it, it's bumper-to-bumper traffic. And you're like, huh. So they get into a running, stupid race where Donnie Yen and, and uh, uh, Vin Diesel have to run around on the tops of trucks. I like how they both get hit by cars more than once. Oh, yeah. And again... All injuries, immediately done. Like, they are hit full speed by cars. On the freeway. And they, they land, and they're like, ugh. <laughs> and they just laugh at each other and then get back up. Keep running. It's like it's like a world where they are actual superheroes, and they don't realize it, and they're just giggling as people shoot them. <laughs> I got to admit, I also haven't seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies, although I really want to. And I'm wondering if it's the same. Like, does, does do they just all strug off bullets constantly in those two? <laughs> But uh, anyway, the, Donnie Yen and Xander Cage, I'm sorry, I should say Zhang and Xander Cage managed to get to this cruddy building in Detroit where they have to get to the top floor. Meanwhile, the other groups, uh, Tony Jaw runs around on a bunch of cars and gets caught by Serena. And uh, the two, the sniper, uh, Adele, which is Ruby Rose, and uh, 
what's her name? Be, uh, Becky or whatever. Nina Dobrev. Uh, they kind of evade the big muscle man. Oh yeah, the the uh, big muscle man ends up getting taken out by Cage. No, he ends up getting taken out by uh, fucking Tennyson because he does his crash maneuver. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was the car chase. That's where they took them out. Yeah. But uh, Yen and Diesel have to go up a tower building (laughs) while one man shoots at them. And then they get up to the top and there's another guy in there and he gets a gun on them. But don't worry because Ruby Rose snipes him in the stupidest thing. My God. In order to prevent himself from being seen by thermal imaging from snipers... The villain with the uh, with the Pandora's box device has filled his room with space heaters. Which I was like, oh, that's actually clever. Yeah. Look at you doing something. That's kind of a neat thing. So, Because, uh... like, all the windows are all muddied up and nasty looking, so you couldn't see through them to him. Mm-hmm. And then the inside is all just heat lamps, so you can't use thermal. I'm like, good job, dude. You actually kind of thought about what you were doing. Yeah, that's relatively smart. But then he gets tricked by Xander Cage using a callback from earlier in the movie where he does the third grade thing where you hold up three fingers to someone and go, read between the lines, nerd. You know, so you can flip them off without actually flipping them off where you go like this. Oh, yeah. 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 Three fingers up. He does that in the beginning of the movie to Adele, and then it does it again so that she knows to shoot through between his fingers when he drops his middle finger down and hits this guy in the head. Yep. Shoots. In between his fingers to shoot a guy in his in his head, and he gets nicked by the bullet in the hand, but again, just immediately forgets that that has happened and his hand is fine. Yeah, he just goes, ah, ow, oh, you kind of hit me in the hand with a bullet. Ugh, family. Ugh. <laughs> so, and then whatever, Tony Collette sh- shows up again. She collects the box, arrests Donnie Yen, says that she's going to blame everything on him. Yeah, and wouldn't you know it? She then gets a call and is like, well. Looks like the Triple X uh, program has been terminated, and now all of you will be terminated for some reason. Yeah, so she just spins around and shoots him, and uh, they... God, I just want to push through this, because the movie just gets... Man, okay, so the the very end of the movie is basically them just fighting back against the teams trying to exterminate them. Yes. However, I still don't understand why, like, the disavow all knowledge sort of situation we gotta clean up these loose ends but the problem is you know that they are a super badass squad of heavily armed people and you've sent in some soldiers and they are just dying in waves against these people and there's no reason to you already had the pandora's box you could have been like oh great we're done here and goodbye yeah you could have been like all right guys we're gonna take this stupid satellite crash computer uh, you guys, here's a million dollars or whatever. Go to one of those stupid island raves you always go to. None of you give a fuck. And if you did, it'd be like, oh, we're we're some extreme sports person, and the NSA has a super powerful machine that can control all satellites, and you can go into any computer system, and it's basically like the deus ex machina of all hacking. And they go, oh, so you're a conspiracy theorist and some weird extreme sports person. No one gives a shit. Like, what What did they think they were going to do? Oh, superhero their way through it. I mean, ultimately, what they should have done is just been like, great, good work, guys. Here's a million dollars. And then just wait for them to go to wherever heroes go in those kinds of movies. Oh, let's all put on white linen shirts and visit someplace un- unbelievably expensive and lounge around. And then just drone strike them. They're oh, yeah. done. We're fu- we finished it. We they're cleaned like, up the loose end, guys. They're like, oh, yeah, finally. Let's all get blousy and sit in Dubai. Yeah, we'll go to Dubai or Santorini or something. One of those places rich people go <laughs> because they look real good in movies like this and they don't just infuriate the people watching them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a big fight and they're going to try and drop a satellite on them to kill them, well, even yeah. though they are also sending just... 
wave after wave of soldiers at them. The team splits in two here. Donnie Yen and Xander Cage are on the airplane. Yeah, they're on the super plane yeah. with uh, all the guys. Having a fight with Tony Collette and a bunch of soldier mans. And the dumbest weapon I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> two silver boxing gloves that make your punches four times as hard. Now, it, like, <laughs> suggesting that the power of a punch comes from pretty much just your wrist and hand. They had uh, introduced these earlier, and it was Nix who was playing with him. He's like, oh, man, this is just my style. Like, I love this. And I go... Oh, okay. He's a punch guy. All mm-hmm. right. They didn't mention it before, but he must be a guy who punches things, and he's going to have these super cool robot hands. Nope. He doesn't get to use them. He does not do anything useful in the entire movie. There is no scene <laughs> well, where it was DJs. important for him to be there. Hey, there's that one scene where he's super DJs. Even then, it didn't matter. It didn't do anything. <laughs> it distracted the Tony Jaw. It distracted Tony Jaw for a second. Yeah, that's what and it was. And he didn't matter. Yeah, t- because what's Tony Jaw going to do anyway? He's going to get over near Xander Cage and be like, oh my god, Xander Cage! Hey, you want to suck my dick? I'll suck yours! <laughs> uh, so our heroes are backed into a corner. They are out of ammo, and wouldn't you know it, from the top rope comes 2005's Triple X. It's, it's Ice Cube... And he's yeah. shooting a grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah, so Ice Cube shows up to an Ice Cube song. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> amazing. It was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, I, I kind of figured they were going to pretend that State of the Union never happened. But no, this is all in-universe. Yeah. This is one big, connected, like, Marvel Universe-type thing. They've done. They've gone through a whole bunch of stupid fight scene stuff here. You, got, you get to watch... Uh, Nina Dobrev's character, who doesn't use guns, shoot a guy with an Uzi. and say, This is the line that made me laugh at how flat it fell, where she shoots a guy with an Uzi, and then she looks at the Uzi and goes, This shit is fucking awesome! And yeah. that's the sound the audience made. Nothing. Yes. It was it was like supposed to be... You could tell from the music sting and from the line structure that it was supposed to be the big cheering laughing moment, and the audience couldn't give one shit. Yeah, you also get one of those scenes where she drops the gun and it shoots the people. For her, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, gun, well, guns, guns don't, don't do, do that. Guns don't, you can't drop a gun. I mean, unless you're four and you've got your dad's gun and it's pointed towards your dad. You, <laughs> dr- guns are designed to... To do not up. shoot when you drop them. That's what they're supposed to do. But there it is in movies again, just... And even, even if it did, it'd be like, oh, maybe like something happened and it hit a stone or whatever and it shot a bullet. Yeah. But this one... It is an Uzi that continues firing while it is sitting on the ground for like five seconds. And never hits anything but these two guys. <sighs> uh, and, and okay, so then we get to watch uh, Serena and Adele do a, sequ- a a complicated dance kata sequence where they use two pistols each and shoot guys as they come running in. <laughs> um, and then my favorite, which is where we get to watch Tennyson, the hound, go, I have a plan. And he runs in and gets shot in the butt and the arm. And it turns out he didn't have a plan. He just wanted to run in there and get shot at. His, his plan was to run into the middle of a firefight <laughs> without a gun. That was his plan. And Nix's big heroic moment in the movie is when he runs over and gets him out of there and is like, "Hey, man, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that anymore. <laughs> please don't, please don't do that. Thanks. <laughs> Good job, Nix. That's what we brought you here for. So uh, we get the cool fight with Donnie Yen on the um, which. Amazing fight scene, yeah, him because, on the plane. Because Donnie Yen is amazing. Yeah. He does his own stunts. He does rapid fire, really good martial arts against a whole bunch of, of competently trained martial arts foils. It's awesome. And then it keeps cutting to the beef slap fight between <laughs> a, the, a soldier in, in dinky little metal gloves and Vin Diesel just sort of beefing at each other. 
Yep, just beefing as hard as they can. Just beefing up the room real bad. <laughs> oh, man. You do not want to be in that room when it gets beefed up like that. <laughs> oh, man. That room is so beefed up. It's just <laughs> <laughs> just a cloud. <laughs> the plane's like a crop duster after a while. <laughs> just so much beefing. So these two slap at each other for a while, and then Xander Cage shoots them down an airplane toilet. Yeah. And then the airplane's pilot gets shot, and they have to fight in free fall for a while, and blah, 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 blah. We get a scene of, oh, we get a scene of uh, Vin Diesel running out of the airplane after he flies it into the satellite. Which... Yeah, the, the end of this scene, after they kill Marks and uh, fucking uh, Donnie Yen, like, parachutes out, is he's like, oh, they, they actually got a hold of the satellite, and they're coming to kill you with it. I'm going to fly this plane into the satellite to stop it. And then he straight up just like Saints Row 3s that shit. Yeah, just just jumps out of the burning plane. And he's just flying around <laughs> until he manages to find something with a parachute on it. And then crash lands that into the ground. It hits and the like the material, because it's one of those like... It's uh, an ammo crate. It's yeah, a one of those crates. Crate, yeah. So the crate itself is demolished. You can see when it hits, it just like flattens. But then he walks away from it and he's like, hey everyone, I'm fine. And Donnie Yen, who had been shot in like in the, the chest. In the chest and stomach from the uh Colette. Yeah, from like 30 <laughs> feet away. He's been shot twice <laughs> in the chest and stomach. Just walks out of a car, nothing. Just, hey. The Tennyson, who had been shot twice nothing just they're fine everyone's fine everyone i just fell into the ground at 70 miles an hour from five miles up and also the whole exit plan and execution of there's a satellite coming i'll fly this airplane into it takes about 20 seconds from start to finish he doesn't even ask where the satellite is no he's just like i'll eyeball that i can tell where a satellite is oh a fallen satellite no problem i'll fly this plane into it that's that's oh come on that's easy come on give it look guys have you ever used a skateboard on a half pipe i just all of his little things i just want him to be like have you ever like kick flipped have you ever taken a bmx bike on muddy ground have you ever told a girl you like her (laughs) have you ever ridden a bike without training wheels you ever drank milk after the expiration date i have not because i was pushing out of the way to get to the sunny d (laughs) purple stuff also, Ice Cube's big line after shooting a bunch of people with a great grenade launcher is amazing. It's they they all go, "Oh my God, it's Darius Stone, 2005's Triple X," and and he goes, "Rock, paper, scissors, grenade launcher." I've been waiting eleven years for you people to call me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that wasn't in the script. That was just him. <laughs> And then we get to watch the apparent love scene that's going to happen between uh, Serena and Vin Diesel, interrupted by a cool car. Yeah. Fucking uh, (laughs) Ice Cube shows up with, I guess, his car from the first movie and is like, here you go. Gibson told me to... uh, Oh, don't you give him a good name. It's Gibbons. Gibbons. That's right. Fuck. (laughs) It's multiple monkeys. That's his name. It is several Gibbons. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Gibbons wanted me to keep this safe for you, and he told me I'd know when to take it out. Now I know. It also apparently just happened to be in Detroit, I guess? Because <laughs> yeah. there's no way in the, like, 20 minutes between when one of them hit the number nine on a phone and when he showed up that he could have been like, oh, yeah, this was stored in L.A., but it took me 20 minutes to drive it from there to Detroit. <laughs> also, I got here by jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, you dialed nine and i showed up to help you i was in detroit that's where i live i'm ice cube <laughs> who knew <laughs> what do you know 
<laughs> so, and then we get a sequence that's Gibbons' funeral, and when you know it, he's not dead. He just Nick Fury's his way through the movie. Yeah, he's like, look, what I need you to do is be a super badass rebel that gets a, a lot of sex and looks dope. You think you can do that? And he's like, oh, I think I can, because that's what this movie has been, is everyone jerking me off. So let's let's run up the body count at the end of this movie. All the bad guys are dead. All of the good guys are fine. Every yep. single one of them. Even the two that got shot are fine. Yeah, even the, ba- even the good guys that were three. bad guys are fine. Yeah, all, three, all four of them are fine. There's three people who got shot more than once, and they're all fine. Yep. <laughs> the people who got a satellite dropped on them, fine. Yeah. Everyone is fine. Unless you are a bad guy or a, like, faceless soldier, and then you are dead. Yeah. You're either dead or fine. God. Okay. <laughs> so that that is Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. I don't even feel like we said all this stupid <laughs> There's so much dumb shit in this movie. It is amazing. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get to the best and the worst. Jeff, give me your best. The Donnie Yen fight scenes? <sighs> Man, that's what I was going to take. <laughs> No, dude, I set this up for you perfectly. I left the Tony Jaw fight scene. <laughs> the problem is there aren't any. There's like two. Well, he gets his big dramatic dramatic moment where he uh, he gets to kick a cable. He kicks a cable real good so that it, it electrocutes a bunch of people. But even then, it's not like oh, we get to see Tony Jaw like fight people. It's oh, he kicked a guy off a motorcycle, and the rest of the movie is him running. Yeah, he runs around on tops of cars and stuff, and he's he's really cool. Uh, but no, it's definitely the Donnie Yen fight scenes because Donnie Yen is a capable martial artist and his fight scenes are rad. He does a straight up three kick in the air, bicycle kick. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I don't even give a fuck if we say the same thing. I'm going to say his fight scene in the airplane specifically is the highlight of that film. Yes. He is amazing in that because yeah. it's very uh, confined to space fight scene and his use of the terrain and everything going on was amazing. And his big smile and the part where he's like, come on, guys, let's get this over with. And he's like in the middle of the fight. He's like, yeah, this is great. Come on, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, let's keep fighting. The, the only thing, the only reason I'd say I like his other fight scene a little better, the one at the start of the movie, is because it doesn't constantly cut to beefy McChunks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just every couple, of sec- every couple of minutes, that fight's interrupted, so you can check in on Punchy Punch Man. Yeah, let's he- find out how the summer sausage is doing. <laughs> yeah, let's check in on that. Let's see how that Hickory Farm sampler platter of a superhero is getting by. Uh, so, man, the that's what he is. He's Hickory Farm Steven Seagal. Yeah, it is insanity. The uh, so that I mean, both of our highlights. That's it. It doesn't matter. He's amazing. Uh, low point for the movie for you. What's the worst thing? Uh, I'm going to say the scene where he has sex with 10 women <laughs> as payment for some sort of nebulous hacking. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I want to say the first sex scene because it's pointless and he looks like a dolphin's he- head. But <laughs> but no, it's the scene where he, where he just smugly has sex with 10 women apparently as a payment. Yeah. That, is, that I, is fine. I, I guess he's a gigolo in addition to being a, a sportsman. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the other shit that didn't happen dot text moment of that film, which is... When Becky first shows up and is just like, oh, my God, Xander Cage, I am a huge fan of you for no reason. And, oh, I'm such a nerd and I want to sex you. I want to sex you real bad now. Yeah. How much do you weigh? Because the upper limit on my sex wing is 250. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. My safe word is kumquat. You don't need to know that. Yes, you do. That's it's like just endless. Yeah, it's just that entire scene was. Oh, it's painful. So basically, I think what we're both saying is that any scene where he is rewarded for just being a smug chunk is uh, is oh, yeah. the worst scene. Every, every scene where it's basically just, 
here, let the movie jerk you off a little bit. Yeah. So anytime he's not on screen and Donnie Yen is the hero of the movie and having rad fights <laughs> is the best part. Yeah. And anytime he's just like, yeah, I deserve this. I'm a big smug fuck. And, he, and yeah. the movie's like, you sure are, buddy. Here's a bunch of vaginas. <laughs> We found all these vaginas for you. Here's a bouquet of vaginas. Also, here's a medal for having muscles. <laughs> Those are the worst parts of the movie. Yeah. So let's uh, let's give our rating. We're both going to do one to five. That's going to give our rating out of ten for the movie, Jeff. I'm going to give this a, t- a three, actually, because, again, I love Donnie Yen. I love Tony Jaa. I'm medium to fairly high on, on Ruby Rose. Yeah. So... Uh, if I pretend that Vin Diesel's not in this movie, it's an awesome movie. It's it's a big, <laughs> stupid romp uh, of nonsense. Actually, I think I'll m- modify that. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. That's going to be my final answer. That's what it buys for having great characters in the margins, making their way around that giant, dumb, greasy rock in the middle of yeah. the river that is good storytelling. Yeah, making their way in the world today takes everything they got. <laughs> Man, I'm calling him a big dumb rock in the middle of the river, but I'm thinking about how much better this movie would be if he was the rock. <laughs> right? Dude, if he was the rock, this movie would be insanely be the good. greatest movie of all time. I would give this a five and tell everyone to see it right now. And yet. It is not. Uh, it is the... Finn Diesel is the Brendan Fraser of today <laughs> to the rock's Brendan Fraser of Encino Man. Uh, yeah, the... Um, you know what? I'm, I'll give it a three. I I spent the movie, even if there were scenes that I was like, "This is terrible," I was at least laughing at them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three. It is eminently watchable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, as long as you can just kind of squint your way past the scenes where he gets rewarded for being smuggo McButterchunks. Yeah, as long as long as you are amused by that in the same way that I am, instead of just angry at the film you should be okay well, i was laughing my ass off it's just so i mean at the end of that sex scene you're like oh he did, wait did he just uh, is there a transaction done is that what just happened did, he, did just, he pay her with a skateboard did he pay her with a skateboard and oh yeah he also paid that first woman with a skateboard with a block of wood stuck in it yeah that said rule number one don't fall i i, I have to assume that's also from the first movie. i have to assume but i'd like to imagine that he was like Oh, if you have sex with me, I'll give you skateboarding lessons. And it was just rule one, don't fall, and that was it. <laughs> it was all cut from the movie. The scene where she made an ex- exchange of sex for skateboard lessons. <laughs> uh, okay. She's like, oh, this is the third time he's blown me off. The other two were to play D&D. <laughs> so that gives this film a five and a half out of ten. Yeah. There you go. Five and a half out of ten. That's not bad. John, what would you say is your favorite Vin Diesel performance? In this movie or ever? Ever. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Groot. I was gonna say it's both voice actings. You either have Groot or you have the Iron Giant. I mean, I might give it to Pitch Black because that's rad. It's a rad movie. Again, works really well in spite of the fact that his lead is a smug chunk. Oh yeah, it's still Vin Diesel, Vin Dieseling up the place. Yeah, but, but at, at least, least it's almost rad works. back then. I mean, that was like. 12, uh, 15 years ago. And he well, was, it was before that was his thing. You're yeah. like, oh, that's just the character. The character is a super badass. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But it didn't, it wasn't, let me reward you for being Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel. Yeah. That's which every movie since then has been. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there you have it. There is our review. A five and a half out of 10. So thank you so much for listening. And of course, if you would like to support us, there is the Patreon you can go to. You can give us some money, helps us out. That's how we get to actually pay to watch things and download movies and get anything that we are going to see because man if you want to give us a suggestion on our big list or when you give us the in theaters now there is some weird obscure shit on there that is 
fairly <laughs> expensive and hard to get. There's been a few times where I've, I've rolled something and been completely unable to get it and, and had to give up. It's not often. No, um, there, it's not often. Usually you can at least buy it somewhere. Yeah. But there are a few that were like, that just doesn't even exist to be paid for. I don't think that's a real movie. <laughs> I think you've made something up. <laughs> Wait, one of these recommendations is just to watch the person who sent in the recommendation playing soccer when he was nine? I don't, I mean, I don't even have a Super 8 player. He didn't even give us the tape for it. He just said to find it. (laughs) You will find it, and you will know. (laughs) Anyway, you can make those suggestions by emailing them to us at systemmastery at gmail.com, or we actually, uh, some some fine folks at Reddit have taken it upon themselves to, uh, to, to curate the list. To curate the list for us, because Lord knows we've done a shit job of it. Oh, uh, yeah. We're busy. We have to read a lot of role-playing games. So if you want, just go to r slash system mastery on find the, big the Reddit. List. Yeah. We've got our uh, our list there, and you yeah. can give suggestions there. That's a great place to do it. That's a great way to get suggestions to actually get on the list and not just get lost in my email. Yep. Uh, so, so follow through on that. Get us some more recommendations. Just know that at our current pace, we will get through the current list in seven years. <laughs> Uh, and, and uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're System Mastery on there. And uh, just, you know, listen to our other podcasts if you like what you hear here. Yeah, just listen to other podcasts. Oh, wait, did you say our? I our other podcasts. Oh, just, just listen to other podcasts, just, people. You know what? Have listen you, to other podcasts. Have not you heard us. Of, guys, have you heard of Serial? <laughs> guys, do you know this thing called Night Vale? Man, crazy, right? Welcome to Night Vale. Man, that is... And now, the weather. Am I right? I mean, geez. Uh, am, I, am I right, though? Huh? <laughs> Check that out. Check out Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, maybe listen to our shows. I don't know. Maybe. Just a thought. So go ahead and check that out. And we will, of course, be back in a couple weeks with another movie mastery for you. But until such a time as that happens, you have a good one.